Hej, Christine. Happy late new year. <laughs> happy, happy new year too, Jan. Hello, great to hear you. It's been a while. It's been a while. A lot, lot has happened, uh, if, if I'm right. Uh, we've, we've both uh, caught COVID, so that yeah. happened. And then many other things happened as well. But I actually, today, I don't want to touch um, on the business side. I actually was planning to do a little series on getting all you and your staff uh, to know a bit more personal. How does that sound to you? Oh, that sounds that sounds cool and great, dear Jan. And I would say, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy to, yeah, sharing a few personal insights. And I'm sure my, my fellow partners uh, will do the same in the next episodes. That's oh, they sure will. They sure will. So just as a quick, a quick disclaimer for our audience, our listeners, you have not been prepared for these questions. So it is a quick fire uh, round. Um, so bear with Christine in case I, I'll catch you off guard. And here we go. Uh, we start right off. Question number one, Christine. Who is your hero? My hero, Jan. Well, um, yeah, uh, I think that's, that's probably, let me think, that's probably a bit personal. I think... Uh, my my real hero since my childhood, I think, and she still is my hero, is my beloved grandmother. Um, she is my hero um, because um, she has always been, you know, a role model to me. She has always been this wonderful, kind, loving woman on one hand. On the other hand, she also has been a very successful, uh, warm-hearted, but visionary businesswoman. So, um, yeah, and today she's 96. She still lives in her own house, drives her own car. And maybe, maybe I need to say uh, why she's my hero, because uh, even when I was uh, very small, she already told me, um, when you want something, Christine, uh, don't forget it. You can move mountains, she told me. And uh, <laughs> today she's saying, you know, I hope, Christine, actually, you really start saving because the 100th birthday party that is going to be really expensive and that is so cool um she said i always wanted to be 100 years and i will turn 100 years and she's so to me she's so inspiring and she's always been there for me in my life um, in moments uh yeah that uh, were sometimes you know tough moments that you go through when i for example came to boarding school i was 14 i really didn't like it i was totally homesick and every week she drove us to train three hours uh, to my boarding school, three hours in the evening back, and then we sat on a bench. Uh, I was crying the whole afternoon. She had, uh, yeah, we had a lunch together, and then in the evening she, she drove back. No, I really love her, and she's uh, deeply inspiring, I must say. Wow, and, and she must be one, one proud grandmother of yours. How, you said she was an entrepreneur as well. What, what was her field of business? Um, she actually, um, with my grandfather, uh, they built um, the family business. They even took it over from uh, the mother of my grandfather, a hotel and, uh, and a restaurant. And that was then taken over by, over by my parents. Now my sister um, has taken over it. Um, yeah, so she was basically a working woman all her life, but also a loving mother and, uh, yeah, and a loving grandmother. Wow. That's cool. Question number two. What makes you really angry? Um, 
good point. What makes me really angry, I think, is unhonesty, um, unloyalty, and um, yeah, when when somebody just is not sticking to what uh, she or he is saying. Uh, for me, um, I how should I say, I, I deeply trust my my personal instincts also. Um, not only on my brain, but also like on a, on a more gut feeling level. So uh, for me, it's um, many things are also very trust related. Um, and so, yeah, I would say if somebody does not um, hold uh, Their what, what she or he has promised, yeah, I think that makes me really angry. When was the last time you were yelling out of your car? <laughs> you know, that's that's very interesting. Actually, I'm a very relaxed car driver, for example, compared to my husband. Um, so, uh, yeah, actually, I'm not really yelling in the car. Uh, no, I don't do that, but uh, I love to sing in the car, actually. Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's better than yelling. Next question. <laughs> what motivates you to work hard? Um... What motivates me to work hard? Basically, what I'm doing every day is, I think it's just uh, the passion uh, for uh, what I'm doing. And I'm so grateful that I can do what I'm doing um, because I'm simply loving it. Yeah. So I think that really drives me uh, to work hard. What is your proudest accomplishment? My proudest accomplishment, um, um, let me quickly think. I actually think my proudest accomplishment is um, that I have, have turned down at a certain point in life a very, very interesting financial offer that I had at the table and where I actually already had signed the agreement. Um, not so much that I was proud that, that I had taken it down after a while, but much more that I uh, really trusted my deep instincts that uh, I should really follow basically what I 100% want to do in life and not be compromised by any whatever financial incentive. So, yeah, to really um, stick to, uh, to my deep inner beliefs. Wow, I would have guessed it'd be your... Uh phd but uh <laughs> no sorry sorry Jan. you mean my phd yeah i would have i would have guessed that your proudest accomplishment would be your phd from what was it oxford uh no uh at harvard actually well <laughs> no actually no i'm not not proud of that honestly because when i'm very honest uh, my phd was i only did it kind of by accident. I, I don't think you'll find many people saying that, oh yeah, crap, Ooh, oh, that was an accident. Oh, well, now I got a PhD from Harvard. <laughs> no, it's true, honestly, Jan, because, you know, I think you know the story, right? That I was actually, you know, you know, well, maybe maybe if I um, shared a big picture, you know, you, I come from an entrepreneurial background. I was always driven to, I don't know, I, I love, yeah, to, to be engaged and I, I love to work, basically. And after my studies, in Austria anyway, law and business administration and a master in America, I thought, okay, I have studied enough. And then I uh, actually really wanted to start working. And then I had this very cool offer, right, from um, a Wall Street law firm in New York. And 
um, and then basically they um, they told me just before I left the office there were all, everywhere boxes in the office this was somewhere on Fifth Avenue they said well Christine we totally forgot to tell you will you will actually start working in the World Trade Center and I remember <laughs> going out from the office at that time you know there were still those cell phones where with those long antennas and I was calling my my mother in Austria saying Mama honestly I'm so excited I will be starting at the World Trade Center. And, you know, I already had an apartment, everything. They told me, uh, be very quick, uh, you will be started working soon. And then just uh, a few weeks before the attack, they turned down my offer because of visa issues. And they had to actually onboard a German guy because the goal was to send him back after a year <clears throat> to their Frankfurt office. But to make the whole story short, um, they were all in on September 11, right? And uh, so... Um, at, at that time, I realized I was still in America and I realized, oh, Lord, apparently things are connected on a higher level, uh, on, on a larger scale in life. And as my boyfriend at that time was from Austria and he still had to study for four more years, um, I thought, well, you know, the working situation is utterly bad. I most probably cannot find a job at this point of time. Um, and so it, that is why I actually thought, well, maybe I should actually apply at, at Harvard Law School for a grant. Um, and actually, I got that that stipend, and then I wrote my PhD there, um, which actually I accomplished with summa cum laude. But um, honestly, uh, if you ask me, no, I'm I'm not proud of it because um, I think, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful that I was able to do it, but um, proud is no, I, I will not say. Okay, but what a story! Wow. Um, well, that, I think, you know, this experience, I, I was still so young at that point of time. And I think that really showed me um, that uh, things are really connected. And, and, you know, that kind of also led me on a personal level to dive deeper into, uh, into practices like yoga, meditation. And uh, that kind of opened a whole new world to me in, in a positive way. Did 9-11, in a way, um, form you as what you are today in, in some way? Yes, I would think so, yes. Because it uh, really connected me to, uh, let's say, a larger consciousness within myself, right? And um, yeah, so it was definitely a starting point uh, uh, for my journey. All right. Um Going next question. I know it's a hard cut, but uh, there, there's no smooth way to come from such a grave happening to to next person question. But I'll just do it anyway. What did you want to be when you were a small child? <laughs> um, I, I remember from the very early days on, Jan. I always wanted to be self-employed. Maybe this is what I have seen. You know. Uh, like a, uh, basically surroundings from my parents but I always had the dream of kind of having my own store um, I, I remember um, on the Sundays when there were many uh, guests many many people in the restaurant of my parents I always made a, a nice uh, small shop where I sold things uh, and uh, that, that made me really happy and um I remember then also from the very early days on, starting as a 14, 15, 
I started to read all those whatever you know stock magazines and and um, yeah financial magazines basically and I uh, I asked my father actually because I couldn't do it because I was I was too young so the bank did not allow me to 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 open up a depot in my name with my own savings um, and actually that all went very very well so uh, when I was eighteen I had quite a lot of money. Um, and I thought I, I buy myself a very nice car. Um, what yeah, car was that? So, <laughs> yeah. So I had a, um, I always had this, uh, yeah, kind of passion for, um, or let's say the, yeah, I always find, found the, uh, let's say, financial world very interesting. On the other hand, I also always threw my family, and I'm very, very grateful for that, also always had that connection towards you know awareness um, in nature that for example my father privately is a crazy fly fisherman and uh, he took my sister and myself to the rivers for hours and hours we were there and um, but we also you know on those riverbanks collected plastic. Hold on you, you didn't answer my question what what sorry. car did you buy? <laughs> sorry please so what, what car did you buy? Um Actually, I wanted to buy a very fancy car. I wanted to buy at that time a set one BMW, you know, with those, uh, how they call it, you know, with those doors that could open to the side. I found it actually. Yeah, the, when, um, <laughs> yeah. when on, I was on the are called Galways. I think they're suicide doors. That's what they're, that's what they're calling it. Yeah, suicide I, honestly, doors. I, I remember and I even had a yellow one. I loved it totally and I wanted to buy it actually. And then uh, my father came up with the idea for um, uh, yeah, uh, a VW Golf, which was totally boring. But yeah, of course. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then I bought uh, a VW Golf, which I know. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No suicide boring, doors right? for you. Oh, yeah. no, I see. Oh, now I Google it. Yeah, those are very strange. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah they're small. retractable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, oh, oh, gosh. That would have been a good car to have at the age of 18. Yeah. But now I'm driving a Tesla, which I love so much more. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and also better for the environment, at least for the conscious. Exactly. Okay. Who was your favorite teacher in school and why? Hmm. Very interesting. I think the, the most favorite teacher I ever had was my religion teacher in, in ground school, uh, very back in Scherding, because... Um, she was called Sister Regina. I re- really remember her very vividly and positively because she every year she made us to make um, some parcels um, for children that we shipped to Poland at that time. So um, and I really remember um, what I what I did at that time. So um, in the in the hotel of my parents, we had a you know so kind of a storage room and. Uh, so that, for example, there was a lot of toothpaste in there and a lot of soaps and whatever. So I just went in and I like filled the whole bag with toothpaste and whatever. And my mother said, what are you doing, Lord? I mean, this is crazy. How much toothpaste do you t- actually take out of, of, of this room here? And I, and I said, I need it actually for my presents for Poland. And then my mother was laughing and she said, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, then it's fine. But she, she knew I was on my mission uh, and uh, yeah. I loved Sister Regina when I think back. Wow. Uh, oh, there's a helicopter flying through just now. So, Sister Regina. 
So you were you were mostly inspired by by women. You know, you mentioned your grandmother really, at the yeah, beginning. I didn't actually think of that. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Is that maybe also a reason why um, one of your keeper goals with Chi is also the empowerment of women? Honestly, there could be. I never thought about that. Honestly, um, but it could very well be actually. Um, you know, uh, I think those things came very unplanned. I mean, um, also the involvement with um, the project that was deeply, let's say, life transforming for me. My involvement, my private involvement at Brave Aurora in Ghana, actually. Uh, this is also a project co-founded uh, amongst women. Uh, women that I did not know at all at the time, one could say, you know, Lord, I mean, that is totally naive to kick off a project in a rural part of northern Ghana with even people that you don't even know, a team that you don't even know, but that from the very beginning was based on deep trust. And today, those ladies, those wonderful ladies, they are not only utterly inspiring to me, in particular Sarah and Julia, but also uh, they are like sisters to me today. So, um, yeah, they are also women. So... Yeah, maybe I never thought about that, but that could very well be what you're saying, Jan. Cool. And are you still sending, are you now sending your toothpaste to, to Ghana? <laughs> uh, I think I learned, uh, I learned a lot uh, on the way and I think it's, it's a lot uh, more, um, it, it's much wiser, right? And of course, much more impactful and much more sustainable to, uh, yeah, to empower bottom-up adaption, meaning to empower the people themselves, you know, and to to help them to become self-sufficient and independent. This is actually what we are doing today. But yeah, you have to start somewhere. And uh, um, yeah, that, I think that was the learning along the route. Wow, cool. And, and also, I think looking back um, in, in many life stages of yours, you, you basically did similar things, being having an impact and helping others and, and be very driven um I, I think yeah i think that always came very natural uh, to me Jan. so it was always um yeah uh, something um that i never forced or that yeah that that kind of came that came really natural cool last question if you had a warning label what would it say very good question. I think, you know, a warning label for others or something that I would really like to share in that perspective um, is, I think, that at the most important turning points in your life, right, there are no signs on, on the street or on the road. So, therefore, it's very, very important that you are able also to trust your instincts. And for that, you kind of also have to prepare a little bit of an inner alignment that you can also at certain points turn inward uh, and uh, really trust your instincts. I think that is also something uh, very important in life that helped me a lot. Okay, but that was not the question. <laughs> the question oh, sorry. was... sorry, I thought it's if, a kind of a warning sign for... for so no, 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 no. I, if, hmm? if, if you had a mm-hmm. warning label, I don't know, cautious, hot, slippery, angry... Uh, too nice or don't mess with me or uh, beware of the dog what warning label would you have what would what would be a label that people would 
you know, have to see meeting you very first glance, being worn. Klammer auf. Ja, ich verstehe die Frage nicht ganz. So, uh, ja, Markus, ich kann doch nicht Deutsch. Wenn du, cool. Ja, ja, das ist kein Ding. Ja? Wenn, du, wenn du ein, ein Warnschild anhättest, was würde da draufstehen? Boah, das ist schwierig. <lacht> Ein Warnschild. Uh -huh. um. So, this question is probably targeting or aiming towards a, a personal trait of yours um, that maybe people don't see at first glance, but can hit them fairly hard. Okay. <laughs> don't don't okay. betray me or something. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think um, really hit them is um, uh, um, is 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 the warning that I actually can be very efficient and uh, very no sorry. Ja, sorry, 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 wir müssen uns einmal stoppen. Uh, ich würde eigentlich sagen, uh, um, boah, das ist schwierig, ja, das ist ganz schwierig. Ja, das ist schwierig. Let me reframe uh, the question. If I met your best friend before I met you, what would she warn me about you? Okay. Um, Okay, let me think. Then she would probably warn you, okay, you know, maybe think it over twice before you engage with Christine because she is actually very, very driven. So um, this means that, uh, yeah, uh, you could also be uh, kind of drawn into that uh, kind of uh, energy vibe uh, in a positive way. So uh, beware, basically that uh, this can also mean uh, yeah, uh, yeah, big energy boost for the other, but also meaning that could, that could also mean a lot of work or um, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of go in, in whichever direction. So in short, cautious driven. Yeah, I would think so. It's, it's a big drive, really big cool. drive towards um, what I'm doing. And um, so, um, Yeah, so I think, for example, when I when I um, hold hand, for example, with my husband, which is not too often these days anymore, because, you know... Corona, uh, that's the reason why, it's only Corona. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you also have children and a lot of work and whatever, but, you know, there are still Yes, times. but if at the rare occasion you do hold the hand of your husband, then exactly. what? Exactly, then he tells me, Lord, you have that alpha thumb on top, you know, uh, so get it down basically so um i kind of uh, um yeah which is good because um, we challenge each other in a very positive way and uh, so it's really this high level exchange and um yeah so um yeah that 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 alpha thing probably relates a little bit back to to the drive to the motivation sometimes i yeah I also don't know uh, where my inner drive is coming from, but then um, I think uh, it, it really relates to uh, to my children when I look at them. I, I think, oh wow, I mean, they, they give me so much positive energy to do what I'm doing because, you know, when actually, um, or let's say 
once once they are grown up. I really love them to see and touch living glaciers, living corals, uh, and bees and butterflies. And I think that is what really drives me. Okay, cool. And as long as you have it, it doesn't really matter where it's coming from, right? Indeed. indeed. All right. Christine, so it was a pleasure. Uh, personally, I thought I knew you a bit, but I've learned a lot of things. And I'm looking forward to learn many things about the others as well. And for you, I wish you all the best and see you soon. I wish you all the best and see you soon. See you soon, dear Jan. Big hug and talk very soon again. All right. Bye-bye.